Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. We're here today with episode 220 of Weekly Poker Hand. That's a lot of episodes. If you have not already, make sure you go back. Start at the beginning and listen to all of them. You can listen to them on iTunes, or you can watch them on my site, jonathanlittlepoker.com WPH. Or you can just click on the podcast tab at the top of the page. So, there's lots and lots of content. You might as well utilize it. Here we're playing a hand from a $10,000 buy-in final table that Party Poker put on. A little while ago, we are currently playing with about 25 million chip stacks at 250,000, 500,000 with a 250,000 ante. Folds around to Preben Stocken in the small blind with ace four offsuit and he limps. A lot of people think you need to raise from the small blind to be aggressive, especially when you have a vulnerable ace. But against good players, you always want to ask, what am I presenting my opponent whenever I raise? If he raises to three big blinds, let's say, I have to put in 1 million chips to win what's going to be a 3.25 million chip pot, which basically means that Previn would be saying, I'm going to give you odds such that you only have to realize your equity 30% of the time and you still can't beat me. Well, certainly 9-6 suited is going to have way more than 30% equity against any random hand, and I'm in position, so I'm probably going to over-realize my equity because I get to make better decisions than my opponent because I get to act last. So that's definitely a bad play. If you are going to raise, you want to make it quite large. But when you make it quite large with ace-4, now I'm going to start defending with a stronger range that doesn't do so well. Or it makes it to where ace-4 doesn't do so well. And he's out of position again with the hand that's going to flop pretty junky holdings most of the time. So what can he do? Well, he can limp. Whenever he limps, he's putting in 250k into a 1.25 million chip pot, right? That means he needs to realize his equity 20% of the time. Clearly he's going to get raised sometimes, so he needs to do it a little bit more than that. But... That's fine, right? So this is going to allow him to limp with a very wide range. And if you limp with your good hands, now I can't raise too often because I know I'm going to get limp re-raised sometimes. So I like his play. Very, very good limp. And then on to me with 9-6 suited, this hand is definitely fine to check and see a flop. You want to raise with your best hands and your garbage against most players. And that's typically going to be my strategy. And 9-6 suited is not one of my worst hands here. All right, flop comes. 10-3-2 with one diamond. Preben has ace four offsuit, decides to bet 500k into the 1.25 million chip pot. If I fold like anything here, that's great for him. Whatever I have has plenty of equity, right? I'm sitting here with eight seven offsuit. I'm going to win 25% of the time or something like that. I mean, as we see with my nine six suited, I win 28% of the time. So if he can just bet and make me fold there, that's fantastic. I realize in this scenario that I do have a decent amount of equity and I'm in position, so I'm going to be able to win the pot sometimes. So I cannot fold this nine high. A lot of people think, oh man, nine high. What are you doing calling with nine high? Nine high is actually pretty good. Um, this is actually close in my mind between calling or raising. I think both plays would be fine. As your hand gets weaker and weaker, you start to rely on fold equity to profit. So the real question is right here, do I need to rely on fold equity to profit? And I don't think I do. Also, I don't really want to raise and get re-raised. I mean, I know my hand's not great, but... It has lots of equity and we're in position. When you're out of position, you want to be more inclined to raise with these types of hands. But from in position, you typically want to be calling. So I do call. I like that. I think it's good. Turn is, hello, a six. Pot is now 2.25 million and Preben bets again 1.75 million. He has now polarized his range to really good hands and bluffs. So first question. Are there a lot of really good hands? Well, there are certainly a lot of 10s available, which are good, but I don't know if he wants to bet three-fourths pot with them. 
Then there's also a lot of draws available. Notice if you bet 8-7 or 9-7 or ace-4. Those are all draws that you'd like to bet quite large with, right? Because you definitely don't care if I fold. Also, if he bets large and I'm sitting here with a 3 or a 2, I'm going to be in a pretty miserable situation. So that's also kind of a reason to bet large with these draws. Um, that said, we have the 6. If I have a 10 or a 6, I'm just never folding to the turn bet. So I think I need to call here pretty much every time. And I definitely think his range is going to be a little bit bluff heavy here. If the opponent's range is a little bluff heavy, then I need to be way more inclined to make hero calls. And you may ask, why do I think his range is a little bit bluff heavy? Well, first, there's just a lot of bluffs available. And secondly, we get to see his hand, right? He has ace high, which is a hand that has some showdown value. I'm certainly going to call the flop with all sorts of stuff, right? Like eight seven, for example. And ace four has a decent chunk of equity to the point where I think he can definitely justify checking this. So if he's checking his ace highs, that should make me way more inclined to make big folds with a three or a two. But if he is betting ace highs, well, clearly threes and twos gain a lot of value then, and they should not be folded. So in this scenario, I definitely am calling with 9-6 or any six. Um, but I, uh, given I know his strategy by seeing him value or seeing him bluff this ace four, I should be more inclined to call with basically any bluff catcher. Clearly easy call for me, though. I don't want to raise. If I raise and get called, I'm in bad shape. You know, maybe a small raise is actually kind of sweet here. If I raise small and get re-raised, I can fold pretty often. But the problem is, is Prebin is a good player. And if he's sitting here with a, a draw, he's very likely to re-raise some of them. And I definitely don't want that to happen. So River is not what I wanted to see. It is the ace. So now, I still beat all the draws. Because all of them missed. Notice if he had 5-4, he got there on the turn anyway. But I now lose to random ace-high... Um... Ace high bluffs. Although, really, like I said, I'm not sure he's bluffing with ace highs too often. And now, pot was 5.65 million, and he decides to bet 3 million. Ugh, what a bummer. If he blasted it here, I should be way more inclined to call, because then he's very polarized. When he bets 3 million, though, he is going to be value betting with mostly his good but non-nut made hands. So, what are good but non-nut made hands? Well, it's an ace or a 10. <laughs> Which is a heck of a bummer, because I lose to aces and 10s. Um, if he bet bigger, he's going to have more two-pair type hands and sets and straights and then bluffs. So I should probably be more inclined to call a big bet than a small bet. Um, that may make it sound like whenever he bets this size, 3 million, he's not bluffing very often. But he definitely is bluffing sometimes. I mean, he's not going to be unbalanced in this spot. I'm sure he knows which hands he needs to be bluffing with so that he is somewhat balanced. Or, you know, maybe just is trying to exploit whatever he thinks I'm doing wrong. Maybe he thinks I call 3 million chip bets all the time, um, which, you know, <laughs> may be true. Anyway, what do I do in this spot? Well, it's pretty crappy now because if I think his value betting range contains a lot of aces and a lot of tens, then clearly I should be folding, right? It is interesting, though, because when he bets big on the turn, I don't think he has a lot of tens. But you have to realize that my thought process could be wrong. I understand that what I think the opponent is doing is not necessarily accurate. This is very important. A lot of people, whenever they are trying to put their opponents on a range, they just like go through the hand, the possible holdings. They say, okay, can't have Jack-10 on the turn because he bet big. Can't have Jack-10, gone. And then they get to the river and like, well, he can't have ace-high because he would not bluff the turn with ace-high, gone. So then like, okay, the opponent must have a bluff because there's no 10s and there's no ace-highs. And then they just call in the spot all the time. But I understand that... I don't know what he's doing. Sometimes he's going to bet the ace on the turn. 
Sometimes I'm going to bet the 10 big on the turn. I don't know. And the fact that I understand that I am not correct a lot of the time allows me to sort of make better guesses. I understand I'm guessing, right? This is not a precise science. It's a precise science from his mind because he knows what he is doing. But to be fair, he doesn't know how I'm going to react. For all he knows, I'm sitting here with the nuts and I'm going to raise him out of his seat sometimes, which would be a pretty sweet play. Um, so anyway, I think this is a fold. I don't like folding here. But when most people use a small sizing on the river, they're going to be way more thin value heavy or even just like obvious value heavy. And I decide to make the lay down. Um, in this scenario, given our chip stacks, if I fold, I'm still going to have about 20 million, which is a solid 40 big blind stack, which is quite nice. There are certainly some times where if that extra 3 million he bet on the river really diminishes my stack's value if I call and lose, against good players, that's a spot where you should strongly consider calling. You may say, well, you just said if you call and lose, it's really bad. Yeah, but they realize that if I call and lose, it's really bad. You have to, really, uh, you have to understand we're playing against very, very good players, not players who are just kind of betting and doing their own thing. Um, both of my opponents in this in this game, really everyone at the final table, <laughs> knows how to play poker very well. And if they are going to apply pressure to your stack, then you need to realize, okay, I need to fold here a lot from a stack preservation point of view. My opponent understands I need to fold a lot. Therefore, they should be bluffing a lot. And that should lead me to call more. Of course, at the end of the day, if everyone understands all these things, we're just all going to revert to playing game theory optimal. And then we just go back to calling somewhat game theory optimal. In this spot, I think it's close. Given we block, though, the 9-8 and 9-7, I think we just need to fold. So I folded. And um, he had ace-four, so he was going for the thin value bet, which I say thin. It goes for the obvious value bet with the small sizing. And we just take a flesh wound instead of dying. That's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you again for being here. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to leave them in the comments section wherever you're watching this or message me on Twitter at Jonathan Little. I'll talk to you next week.